Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short, only about a 13 or so minute Bible study every day, seven days a week, but that keeps us in God's word and that's important for the strength of our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our soul's salvation and helps us to have a more spiritual, therefore more positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. We encourage you always to help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come closer to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. And what a great blessing that would be for them. But it would also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study today talking about some things you might not know about God. Well, again, Daniel said in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And yet, probably a great many of us would like to know more details about God. Now, we're told a great deal about his character, about his nature. I've actually done a lengthy series of, of sermons on that very uh, line of study. But we would like to know more. We might say, you know, I'd like to know what God looks like. Well, we relate to physical things because we have physical bodies, although we have a soul within us that God has, has placed there, has blessed us with. And in that way, we are created in his image, going back to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. But we would like to, to well, well, God is spirit, though, so we don't know what God looks like. And as we've pointed out in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul talked about how on that final day of judgment, those of us who might still be alive on that day when the Lord comes again, those who are the saved, the redeemed, living faithfully before him, will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And this mortal or this physical body will put on immortality. Oh, we will be given a new body, a spiritual body. Well, we don't know what that will look like. And so we might think, you know, I'd like, I'd like to have more details about what God is like. Well, in this particular study, we're bringing out some things that probably most people don't think about a whole lot as pertaining to God, and yet they're right there, revealed to us in the Scriptures. So we've asked the question, does God ever hurt? Oh, yes, God hurts. For the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. I am mourning. Astonishment has taken hold of me. Jeremiah 8 and verse 21. In Noah's day, when God looked upon all of humanity and saw everybody, with the exception of Noah and his family, wicked, sinful, ungodly in their lifestyles, he was grieved in his heart. Genesis 6 and verse 6. Remember that Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus. Does God ever get tired? Well, because of his dealing with us and our continued wishy-washiness on a whole lot of occasions as to our faithfulness and dedication to him, we can read in Malachi chapter 2 and verse 17, you have wearied the Lord with your words. In what way? Everyone who does evil 
is good in the sight of the Lord, you say. Well, isn't that just the way our culture is right now? We keep calling evil, wicked, sinful lifestyles good? Well, we say those are good lifestyles. Those are good people. God loves them. Well, God loves even the sinner, but he does not approve of the sinner. And so Malachi says, you have wearied the Lord with your words. Does God ever get angry? Oh, many scriptures talk about how God becomes angry over the sinfulness of mankind. When we live in outright sinfulness before him, instead of being obedient to him, and I wonder if even maybe more so, if a person comes to God through Jesus Christ, is baptized for the remission of their sins, becomes a Christian, and then turns away from that faithful lifestyle of Christianity, I wonder if that gets God even more angry because of what we have turned away from having come to him through Christ for forgiveness and salvation and redemption. But he becomes angry over man's sin. Does God ever laugh? Well, Yes, the idea of, of, of laughing, it's a, probably more of a mindset than an outright laughter because God is spirit again. Does he actually laugh as we consider laughter? But laughs at the idea, the mind in his mind, at the idea that we can live in sin and still be right with him, that we can still expect him to bless us and be pleased with us when we're living in disobedience to him on an ongoing basis? But even though some people might say, well, if God laughs at people because they're doing wrong, I don't know if I... God's not a tyrant. God rejoices over our obedience, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. And he is long-suffering or patient with us, giving us time to come to repentance. He rejoices over our faithfulness, over our righteous lifestyles, our living in obedience to his teachings on a consistent basis. Second Peter 3 and verse 9. He doesn't take pleasure in anyone lo- losing their soul through sinfulness. Ezekiel 33 and verse 11. Does God ever get jealous? You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Exodus 20 verses 3 through 5. Now, are we talking about jealousy as we experience it between human beings? Absolutely not. People become jealous of other people because they've got something they don't, or they've achieved something they haven't. They've gotten some recognition that they would want for themselves. We call it green with envy. We're not talking about that kind of jealousy. We're talking about God expects us to stay true to him as the only true God, but not just in word, but in action, in lifestyle. In Exodus 34 and verse 14, for you shall worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. There is no other God except God. But when people turn to idols, which is still very common within some religious beliefs around the world, and they bow down to these idols, these statues, these images, and worship them or pray to them. That's even done by a whole lot of people who call themselves Christians today. 
God says, no, no, no. I'm a jealous God. You don't bow down to other images, but idols, call them gods or pray to them. How can we pray to an image that is supposed to be representative of some dead person? That is idolatry. And that violates the first of the Ten Commandments. But notice also James, what he wrote in James chapter 4 and verse 5. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? The idea there is God cares about our dedication. He cares about our soul. And he, he, he's committed. He's, you know, really uh, you know, dedicated to, to seeing us through. And, and it hurts him. He yearns over our disobedience when we give in to the devil's temptations that pull us away from God and away from faithfulness to him. God's invested in our salvation, in our eternal life. And he does, as, this, as, as James says, the spirit that dwells within us as Christians yearns jealously, yearns jealously over us and especially when we turn away, back into unrighteousness. Well, does God ever hate? Yes. That might surprise some people. It might appall some people. But there is righteous hatred. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. You're, the boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all, wick, all workers of iniquity. Psalm 5, verses 4 and 5. God hates evil. He hates wickedness, sinfulness. The, pro, the wise man wrote in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 19, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. What a strong word that is. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Again, Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19. Does God ever exercise? Jeremiah wrote, I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Well, things that we might not have known about God. But they're right there revealed to us in the scriptures. We'd like to help you learn God's will for your life. You, we'd love to send you a free Bible study or talk with you, pray with you. If you'll contact us, you can do that through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. You can click on the email link and contact us that way, or you can phone us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. God loves you. He wants you to be with him in heaven for all of eternity. 
but he's not going to make you do that against your will. But he does want you to live according to his will. And he loves you and wants the best for you. Let's pray. God, thank you for loving us so much. Help us, Father, to find that way and to stay in that way of living according to your will so that we can live the best life with the greatest hope, and that is eternal life with you in heaven. Please help people all over the world see this desire on your part. And please, Father, as we pray, please forgive us and hear our prayer. Gracious Father, in Jesus' name, amen.